Welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Leving, and I love seeing business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs have massive success in their businesses. Are you ready to reach a higher level in your business? Are you looking to rise to the top and break through the barriers that are holding you back? If this is you, join us on the Mind for Success podcast as I interview other business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs who share their success stories with you. We're going to talk about tapping into your highest potential to easily achieve your highest goals. Before we begin, remember to subscribe and hit the notification button right now so you will be notified of every new episode. Take a deep breath and listen up. You're about to embark on a successful journey to help you break through to those higher levels of success. Now, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. My name is Kimberly Leving, and I'm super excited today to bring on our guest, Paul Halmy. And Paul is a personal finance coach, and um, he's got a great story. I love his drive for business. He's super focused, and I think you're going to love what he has to share with you today and find a lot of value. So welcome, Paul. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So I, what I love to do, I love to hear everyone because you've got a unique background too. So <laughs> I'd do. love for you to share your story. Everybody has a unique background, yeah. um, <laughs> truth be told, but I'd love for you to hear, share, share your story with yeah, our mine, listeners. Mine kind of goes crazy. I grew up as a, a kid in a small Midwestern town in South Dakota, very small town. Went to college, played golf in college, division two up there. I'd always had a dream of being a pro golfer and then realized that we didn't have to play enough golf up there to even be competitive. So my best friend at the time I met in college, he's like, hey, I'm going to move to Dallas and I'm going to fight in the UFC someday. And we just watched the UFC. I'm like, well, that's kind of a cool goal. Okay. And then I looked around and I was like, man, there's really nothing in this town that I, I have that I want to do. And I don't want to, I want to go do something bigger. So I'm like, oh, I'll go to Dallas for a year, see if I like it. And then kind of go from there. And then I end up meeting my wife two months later and met her, ended up fall in love, end up staying down there, getting married. And then it's like, man, I got to get a real job now. So <laughs> luckily through training jujitsu and MMA, I met these guys that were stockbrokers. This is back in 2001 when the market was on fire and they were hiring everybody. And I was like, Hey, I'd like to do that. And they're like, but do you have a degree? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, cool. I'll get you an interview. Went in, aced my interview. And I was an entrepreneur for six years, or excuse me, entrepreneur, stockbroker for six years. Best job I ever had. I learned so much about money, mindset, investing, but I always had this pulling to be an entrepreneur watching my best friend. He became, he literally accomplished everything he said he was going to do. He opened up a gym, started training, he made it to the UFC. And then I got to go travel with him. And I was like, man, this is a really cool lifestyle. Being an entrepreneur is kind of what I want to do. But then I had to make that huge decision because at this point I had two kids, wife, house, dog, everything. And I'm like, what do I do now? And it was like, my wife was super supportive. She was like, you know, kind of back to the Texas thing. She's like, just try it for a year. You can find a spot. And she actually found the first lease for uh, our first MMA gym. She's like, yeah, I found a one-year lease, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, all right, we'll try it. Took the jump. And then it was the best decision I ever made in my life and did that. That was 19 years ago. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's been wild. Yeah. So, so what led you back into um, coaching? Man, it, it was wild. So I, it was kind of those things where I got good 
at the business side of jujitsu, I wasn't a very good competitor at the time. I didn't win very much thing. Actually, my first book that I wrote was how to make money with your martial arts school, even if you've never won anything, because I hadn't won anything. I wasn't, you know, like people are like, oh, how's your, how's your gym do well? I'm like, cause I study sales and marketing and you guys study fighting. It's like, it's pretty easy business because my competitors. And then, <laughs> so people were like, well, Hey, teach me, teach me. And then it was like, got bigger and bigger. And then another friend of mine, we got really into teaching and he's like, let's start a consulting company. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do that. And we did that. And that blew up huge of, you know, and then 2020 hit. And also now you're consulting for non-essential businesses. So it wasn't so great in 2020 and 2021. Um, but I just had this passion. And then what happened was we started having gym owners start making money and they're like, I don't know what to do. I have too much money. And I'm like, well, that's a great problem. You know, our systems work, but let's, let's talk about investing. And they're like, Oh, everybody's so scared to talk about investing. It's not a scary thing. It's like, I did it for six years. You know, it's so easy, but everybody thinks like, well, I can't go talk to a Fidelity or Schwab or an Ameritrade until I have millions of dollars. It's like, no, go in there right now with $2,000 and be like, can I open an account? And they're going to help you open an account. They're going to help you. But it's getting people past that first thing of like the mindset and education of like money is good. Money's not evil. It's, you know, I grew up with the whole bad mindset with money. Like, oh, we can't afford that. Money doesn't grow on trees. Rich people suck. And then luckily again, through jujitsu, I started meeting like doctors, lawyers, surgeons, you know, entrepreneurs. And I'm like, seeing how they interacted with their family. And I go to, they get invited to dinner because at the time I was broke, you know, I'm gym owner, you know, trying to make it. And they'd invite me to dinner. And I hear they talk to their kids and I'm like, this isn't fair. This kid's like seven. And you guys are talking about investing and business stuff. I didn't learn this stuff till I was 28 years old. I'm like, this is not fair. So I've kind of made it a mission to, you know, talk about money, talk about the things that are kind of taboo in, in the middle-class, the lower middle-class world. I love that. And um, I just, just an observation, just from the people that I know, you've got a real, such a unique background because you've got, <laughs> you know, the, the, you've got the finance background, but then the jujitsu, like to me, I'm like, you've got probably like ninja uh, discipline, I'm guessing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from, from that, that you've been able to uh, put into your business. So it's, it's a really valuable background that you have. Thank you. So, yeah, it's been, I've been lucky. <laughs> so I'd love for you to share a little bit about some value for entrepreneurs. Like what's the fastest way to fit? So this, this is a question that we had discussed before to fix an entrepreneur's finances. So let's say they went off on the wrong road because many of us do. Oh yeah. Right. We do yeah. different, try different things. And then we end up with, you know, credit card debt or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, done that. yeah. Yeah. So what's the fastest way to fix that? Man, the first thing, and it's, it kind of goes back, like you said, it's like, it's unfair advantage to jujitsu training and MMA training because I can assess the situation really fast because you have to, you have to make quick decisions. And if you react too fast, then you end up getting knocked out or getting hurt. And it was like, Oops, I should have calmed down and taken a couple of deep breaths and think about it. So the first thing I tell people is like, when somebody comes into the gym, they're like, Hey, I want to accomplish this goal. I'm like, all right, let's look at where you're at. Okay. You're 40 pounds overweight. You haven't worked out in years. I'm not going to give you a six day a week program. You're going to get hurt in the first week and then you're going to quit. So with your business, same thing is like, really just have a real look at your business. And I tell people like, if you don't have a bookkeeper and you don't know what a PL is yet, please start. That's the first place to start to start understanding your, your numbers. The numbers are so important because mm. we can always, we can, I can always manipulate things in my head. Like, Oh, things aren't that bad. Or, Oh, this credit card debt's not that bad. But when you see it in a PL in black and white and your bookkeeper's like, uh, Hey dude, what's this? And you're like, Oh, um, uh Oh, I boo booed. And then, but the cool thing is it's like ripping off a bandaid. Once you address it, you're like, okay, this is the problem. Let's fix it. And then it's like, 
you get the, that you get the mindset shift of like, yeah, you mess up. I messed up. I've done stupid things. It's like, you know, last year I was buying NFTs like crazy. I'm like, I, can I have that money back? <laughs> you know, it's like, cause I got, <laughs> I got caught up in all the momentum of like, Oh, everybody's going to get rich. And I'm like, Oh, I'll buy some too. And it was like, you know, luckily I didn't buy a whole bunch, but it was still just, you know, it is what it is. But you look at it on a PL and you're like, yeah, I probably spent a little too much money on pictures of monkeys. <laughs> you know, I should have bought, I should have bought more <laughs> S&P 500 or Amazon. But first thing as the owners is just really looking at where you're at. And then the next thing I tell them, and this is the hard thing in the beginning, because everybody would argue with me is like, oh, my, my best investment is my business. And I'm like, I agree with you 100%, but 2020 taught us a lesson. You have to have money outside of your business. Mm. If all you have is your business, you know, I had two types of clients in 2020. I've been talking about this since, you know, 2017, I think was when the first time I brought it up at one of our masterminds, because I've been through 2001 as a stockbroker. It was horrible. Been through 2008 as an entrepreneur was not fun. And I was like, we have been spoiled. You know, I never imagined my lifetime pictured a pandemic, but I'm like, we're, we were 12 years in from the last recession. I'm like, we're going to get a big one, you know? And it's like, people are like, oh yeah, I'll start that up later. And then when, when the pandemic hit, I had two types of clients I talked to. The ones were like, oh, thank God I set up the savings account and I set up a, a, an investment account and I set up an emergency account. I'm good to go. I'm okay. And the other clients were like, I didn't do anything you said. What do I do now? Do I go to the bank? And I'm like, well, the banks are physically closed. Like you can't even go to a bank. And they were like, what do I do? And I'm like, pray. <laughs> it's like, you, and I felt, I felt really bad, but I was like, if you don't start addressing these things, you know, I never, like I said before, never imagined it was going to be that bad. That's, that's the worst case. You know, like I, I joked around with people about, we had clients asking about a recession. I'm like a recession, bring on a recession. I can still sell. I can still market a pandemic. I was told I was not essential and I couldn't do anything. So it's like, I'm not scared of a recession and a recessions where, you know, it's a necessary part of the financial cycle. It cleans out some of the stuff and then it's going to create the greatest opportunities of our lifetime. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and it, it was interesting how different people handled it and some people were able to pivot. Some people weren't. Um, I know money was, had a big piece of it, but some, a lot of it was mindset too. Huge. It was a scary time. I got depressed, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, they took away my, my outlet. My outlet has always been training. And it's like, well, you, you'll go to jail. I'm like, what am I going to do? Go for walks. My wife and I would go for five mile walks every day. And that was, it was okay, but it's still not the same. And it was like, I didn't have that outlet. And yeah, it was like, it was a dark time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. Um, my husband and I did the same. We actually like talk <laughs> about, it was great for marriage though. Yeah, <laughs> It yeah, was he, really great for our relationship because we all got closer um, during that time. So it was crazy you know. too. You saw a huge spike in divorces too. It was either you either got closer or you got divorced. Cause you were like, I didn't <laughs> like this. cause you were stuck. It's like, I either, you know, I have family members. I'm like, most of my family members are either got divorced or, or getting divorced. And I'm like, okay, well this, you know, like obviously things weren't good, but like my wife and I, we communicate all the time. So it was like, it was, it was fine for us. It was actually fun because like I said, we had, I had somebody to talk to you and hang out with where the people that weren't liking each other too much. It was kind of bad when you're locked in a house with somebody, you find out that you're not that crazy about that's true. Um, <laughs> so true. Okay. So, so I, I love, um, you know, just checking out some of your information that, um, you sent before, uh, I would love for you to share why you think everyone, literally everyone can become a millionaire. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just math. And I hated math in high school. I tried <laughs> to avoid taking math in college. And then when I became a broker, I, I thought I was like, I started working as a broker and I'm talking to people with all this money. And I'm like, wow, this must be either they inherited money or there's some complicated thing. And I'd talk to these people in their sixties. I'm like, so what did you, because the people are always so nice to talk to 90% of the time. And they love telling their stories. I'd always ask people like, Hey, what, how did you do this? And they're like, 
I just put $500 a month away for 50 years or 40 years. And I'm like, what, you didn't buy and sell stuff? Like, no, I just put it in this fund and I just don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. And I hear that story every day. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. and then I'd see the people that are like actively trading and trying to like beat the market and they're losing money and they're pulling their accounts. And I'm like, wait a second, there's something to this. So it, it was really cool as you can go to any financial calculator in my book, I break it down too. It's, it, it just depends on the age. It's so cheap. Like my son right now, he's 20 and we've been talking about money his whole life or like that. And I'm like, listen, dude, I said, you have to put away $125 a month for the next 40 years and you'll be a millionaire. And he's like, really? And I show him the numbers and everything. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, I'm going to, and he's kind of like me. He's like, well, I'm going to do 250 a month then so that I can be a multimillionaire. And I'm like, okay. Cause I showed him the numbers. I'm like, if you wait to 35, then it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, 400 bucks a month. And then at 45, it's $1,200 a month. And then at 55, it's like over two grand a month. So I tell people, I, I'll get people that are either one of two things. They'll be like, oh man, I'm going to get started. Or like I'm 47. I'll talk to people like in their late forties. And they're like, man, I haven't done anything. I'm, you know, I built my business and I did that, but I never took money out and had any cash flow. And like, what do I do? I'm like, well, I'm a, I'm a super optimist. So I'm like, well, the best news is from 50 to 60 is your prime earning years. So you're going to be putting away a lot of money every month. And, and it, I just give people hope because anybody can do it. Even at 50, you can be a millionaire at 65. It's going to you know cost you 2,500 bucks a month or whatever. But if you're in your prime earning years and the whole scheme of things, that's not a ton of money. You know, and you, you put it towards it. And the best part is when your dollar cost averaging the 2,500 bucks a month, you know, it smooths out the bumps that we're going through right now. Right. I love that. I love your perception on it, <laughs> the mindset behind it. And it's, um, you're right. Anybody can do it. It's just the getting started part. Yeah. And the longer you wait, it's a little more painful, but just like, it's like, just like exercise. You put on a bunch of weight and you wait to put it off when your doctor says, Hey, you need to lose weight or you're going to die. It's like, you're going to have to put in a little more work than the person who's kept a, a steady fitness level for 40 years. That's true. That's true. Um, I think about, yeah, the people that have waited are probably more motivated because they can see the end or the retirement closer. Oh yeah. I have conversations all the time with people like that. And it's, I just want them to have hope still. I mean, yeah, you could be in your fifties and just start. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what is the difference between trading and investing? Man, that is a great question. And people are like, because everybody gets like day trading gets a bad rap. And I know people that are good traders, but literally they have to sit there, stare at a screen and be trading all day, which is not fun. And it's super exhausting. And every time I try to trade, I'll get lucky. And then I end up losing more than I win. So I'm like, okay, I'm not designed to be a trader. And an investor is like a Warren Buffett type person who literally just buys things all the time. He's like, he he literally says he buys things with the intention to never sell. Like he still owns shares of Coca-Cola he bought like 40 years ago. I mean, it's insane. Like his Apple and I posted a really cool um, infographic. It showed like uh, Zuckerberg being worth like so much more than Buffett last year. And now Buffett's worth more than him. And, but Buffett, like it, people, it sounds weird, but like his net worth doesn't grow in a huge number every year, but it grows every year, like literally, mm. but he, he managed, like, I remember in 2001, people were making fun of him because he wasn't investing in the dot-com stuff. He's like, I don't understand it. I'm not going to invest it. I'm going to buy Coca-Cola and Kraft and whatever. He, he never got hit by the crash. He didn't get hit by the crash in 2008. He didn't get hit by the crash this year. It's like the guy's still adding billions. And there's another one where like, he makes like 140 million a quarter in Apple dividends. But he's like, yeah, it's just insane. But he literally, and if it's, it's kind of like we said earlier, the the older you get, the more buying power and the more ability you have. Like if you look at the chart, he's made most of his net worth after the age of 65. It's just Hmm. crazy because it's compounding and he doesn't ever sell. He just buys strong companies. I mean, I take that back. He does sell, but 
he sells out of one company, he's to buy a company he believes has a better upside, but he literally has Coca-Cola shares from God knows how long ago. I love that. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's different. Yeah. Cause trading sexy and it's like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, quit my job and day trade. And everybody I've talked to has tried that. It's, it's a pretty tough go and it's stressful. You know, we're investing is like, Oh, market's down. Good time to buy. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Amazon. Every time it gets been getting crushed this year, I'm like, Oh, it's on sale again. I just keep telling myself that it's on sale. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. What a great attitude. So speaking of attitude mindset, why are a lot of people unhappy no matter how much they have? That's a great question. Cause you see it all the time. You know, people, unfortunately, with a lot of money, you know, destroying their lives, destroying their life, giving up on life. And it's like, as humans, I feel like we're so programmed to get to this destination. Like, okay, we got to get to this destination, get to this destination. And, and then every time you get to that destination, you're kind of like, okay, I, I'm here. Now what? Now I got to go another, and you never stop to enjoy it. And so when my, I had an unfortunate thing happen in my life where my little sister passed away when she was 34 from complications mm-hmm. of a brain aneurysm. And it changed my life at that point. Cause I was like, we were talking at one time and I was talking to her, her um, husband who, you know, we're still friends or anything. He's like, yeah, my biggest regret is she always wanted to go to New York. I never took her to New York. And I'm like, well, I don't. And I'm like, why didn't you take her to New York? And he's like, oh, we were worried about money. We were about this and that and that. So that day I made a, a commitment to like, never have to like, be like, oh, I should have done this. Or I should have done that. So it's like, mm. you know, like with my kids and stuff, I started taking, um, I was like, oh, you know what? You're going to get way smaller gifts and we're going to go on trips. So every year my son and I would take a father son trip and, you know, he's 20 now. And those are his best memories of going to like a Broncos game. Cause he's a big Broncos fan or going to South beach or going to, you know, Vegas, going to all these different places getting, that's like his best memory. So I think people need to really just kind of stop, smell the roses and, and just be like, man, this is a fun journey. Cause it really is. Cause every time I've done something really cool in my life or gotten there and anybody listening has probably had that, that dream vacation. You're like, Oh, we're going to go to the beach. It's going to be great. And then you get there and the beach is you're dirty and you're kind of cranky and you're sunburned and you're like, this trip was okay, you know, but the whole time you should have been enjoying getting there. You know, because right. Yeah, you know, that's right. that's my big thing. Is just enjoy the ride, you know, right. make fun out of it. Yeah. How much how much do you see mindset or maybe the way people grew up? How much does that because you mentioned that in your own story and I can mm-hmm. relate because that was my experience too, was um, you know, we can't afford that, or you know, those kind of words. How much do you see that in what you, when you're coaching people? Just curious. It's hundred percent. It's one of the biggest things, honestly. And people are like, well, I want, I want the, you know, how do I do this, this, and this? I'm like, well, let's talk about why you're and why you think these things. And then you'll get them to start talking about it. And then, you know, it's such a limiting belief when you grow up with that. Like I got lucky, you know, cause I didn't know anything about money. I mean, I blew a little bit, but I became a broker. I'm 26 years old talking to multimillionaires and all of a sudden I had to change my mindset real fast. It's like, cause you're like, you don't want to be like, them to look down on you. So you're like, Oh yeah, I understand this. You're at home studying, you're reading and working on your mindset. But mindset is so big for people because if you don't believe you can do it. You're not going to do it. I know that from, you know, jujitsu, MMA, investing, you know, business is like, you have to have a passion. That's why entrepreneurs, all of us that are listening to this, we're wired different than employees. Employees are like, mm-hmm. I have lots of friends who make a ton of money and they're very successful and they're so unhappy, but they're just playing the game. They're just like, Oh, this is, this is the cards I'm dealt. You know, I got a good job and I got good benefits and I'm just going to suffer through it. And I'm like, that's sounds horrible. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. And like us my, us entrepreneurs, we're like, man, how do I get this thing? Oh, if I build this and the business could do this and we could do this and then we can accomplish this. So I tell people like, some people are like, man, you've got it, you know, wired pretty good with your mindset. I'm like, yeah, but I work on it every day. There's days I wake up and I'm just like, 
oh my God, my whole world's crashing. I'm like, what am I going to, you know, it's like, okay, what do I do? Do I freak out? Or do I just take a couple of deep breaths, think about what I'm grateful for and how I can fix what's wrong. And it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Right. It's so true because even with, I mean, I'm a mindset coach and I work on mindset every single day. Yeah. I mean, we're, none of us are immune to it and none of us are perfect. And there's always, there's always something. So I always joke around. I said, I have, if it wasn't for jujitsu and saunas, I'd go crazy. Cause my mind's always racing and I'm you know, like having to think about stuff. And it's like, sauna's like my happy place to get away, put on some headphones, listen to podcasts. Nobody can bother me. And it's like, I have my best thoughts in there, you know, cause I clear my head, but yeah, it's like, I have to work on my mindset every day. Cause when I don't, then I start going to these you kind of get down and you start losing energy and you kind of just kind of you get in that kind of funk and you're like, I got to get out of this funk. Yeah, totally. So if there was one thing that you could share with the audience, like one tip or, you know, something that, that they could do like right now that would help them as far as finances, what would that be? Right now, I would give you the one tip is first thing, if you're, I think everybody who's an entrepreneur, but if you only have a business checking account, set up a business savings account today, tomorrow, whatever it is, set up an account and then set up an automation because I build my whole system on automations because as humans, we're not, we always have stuff going on. Something comes up. Nobody, nobody ever tells me like, Hey, I'm getting ready to go invest this money every Monday. People don't want to do it. And so to get started is if you just have a checking account for your business, open a savings account, set up with your bank, do a daily transfer or at lowest a, a month, excuse me, a weekly one. Don't do monthly month because it can be, you know, sometimes people freak out, but set a daily transfer up. And I tell people, they're like, well, which, how much money should I do? And I'm like, I do almost like with the nutrition and with like the jujitsu training. So I'm like, start with the smallest amount, start with a dollar a day, you know, Monday through Friday. And they're like, what's, well, that's nothing. I'm like, cool. Then it's working. It's more than you're doing now. And then if that feels good, do $5 a day, then do $10 a day. Then get to the point where you're kind of like, Oh, okay. You know, $25 a day. I'm, I'm getting a little uncomfortable. Cool. All right. Stop at that number. Don't go any higher until you, you feel better. And then you still, you let that thing run at 25 bucks. You're looking at over, you know, 400 and I think it's like $485 a month or whatever into that account, which isn't a huge amount of money. People are like, well, it's only $485. I'm like, well, yeah, but in a year, that's $6,000 more in an account than what you have now. And they're like, I didn't think about it that way. So yeah, just, if you have that, or don't have that set up a savings account, start doing automations and just getting a feel for it. And it's fun game because it, it, I like to gamify it. You're like, Oh, Hey, if I do this and you didn't have to do anything, the bank moved the money for you. And you're like, Hey, this is kind of fun. And then we just layer automation on top of automation. Then you start opening investment accounts, having money move automatically into those. And then you just want to take yourself out of the, out of the equation as much as possible. I love that. That's a great tip because (laughs) really, really for anybody, whether you're a business owner or not, it's a great tip. Yeah, automation changed the game. It's like I joke around, it's like love them or hate them, Robinhood really changed the game because when their app came out, it was so user. I mean, it's ridiculous. I've used all kinds of different software and different apps and stuff, but Robinhood made it so simple to literally link your bank account, move money, have it go on investments automatically, never have to do anything, you know. And then they made everybody else step their game up. So Fidelity's app got better, Schwab's app got better, Ameritrade's app got better. They all started lowering their fees and everything. So yeah, automation to me was is the biggest game changer because like back in the day when I was a broker, people would have to literally call up on the phone and they'd be like, hey, I, I want to buy, you know, this stock, this stock. Okay, we'll have to move money from this account to this account. And then I could put the trade in for $49.95 or you can go online and do it for $19.95. And then people were like, back then, even then they're like, oh, I, mean, I don't want to use the internet. <laughs> you know, I, 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 the, I remember those phone calls in 01 and 02. And people were like, oh, I just don't trust the internet. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it for you. But, you know, they're going to charge you 50 bucks. You know, now it's like you can buy stock for free and you can buy slices. They call it, I think, I think Schwab called it slices, Fidelity called it something else. Um, but you, the big 
thing with investing, people always freak out. Like Amazon before it split was like $4,000 a share. So I talked to people like, oh, I want to buy Amazon, I'm at $4,000. But now you can go in there and buy 20 bucks worth of Amazon every Monday. So mm. it's all this stuff has changed so much. And I think it's going to keep getting better and better and easier. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah, it's awesome. so cool. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Awesome. So this has been so valuable, such a great conversation. What is the best way or how do you want people to connect with you? How do they find you? Yeah, the social media, my favorite is Instagram, uh, Instagram.com forward slash P-A-U-L period H-A-L-M-E. The only thing I don't like about Instagram is the imposter accounts that try to get you to send crypto. So if you look at my bio, it literally says, I will not ask for crypto because I've had people like, hey, I sent you some Ethereum. I'm like, I never asked you for Ethereum. They're like, it'll be like my name with like underscore, underscore something. Oh, no. I'm like, and then you report the Instagram, they don't do anything about it. And I'm like, okay, great. So I put that in my bio, but I just like Instagram to me. It's a happier place. You know, I love people's stories, seeing behind the scenes, even people you're following. And that's one tip for the, I give this one out too, for the entrepreneurs if we got time is, you know, if you read like Chet Holmes book, the ultimate sales machine, he talks about like your dream 100, whatever that find the people that you want to like eventually do business with or learn from, start following them. Their stories, they give away so much of what they're doing. And you're like, this is great. And then don't ask them for anything, but start commenting on their stuff. Like I've had, I've had Gary V um, reply back to things. I've had uh, Andy Frisella, I've had like uh, Aaron Wagner, these people I look up to, I'm like, I never asked for anything. I'm always like, they do something cool. I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. I want to do that someday. Or, oh, great. Hey, congrats on the new book. You know? And it's like, you start getting this spot. And then obviously like the bigger guys aren't going to remember you, but the smaller ones that are a little bit out of your world, you run into them at a conference, some, they're going to, they'll know you. And you're like, oh, oh that's pretty yes. cool. Yes. But use Instagram as a tool. I mean, you know, last thing you want to do is go on there like, Hey, can I pick your brain or Hey, can I buy you? I'll never do that. But like just interact <laughs> with their stories and their life. And then you'll get to these events, you meet people. And then it's a little bit of a way to get a little bit closer to that dream 100. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. That's another <laughs> great tip. So I'll have your Instagram um, URL in the show notes awesome. so that people can connect with you. I want to thank you for being on today. And yes, for our people for that are listening to our listeners, check out his Instagram, follow him, follow Paul and, uh, and check him out because he's, he's uh, giving a lot of value and, and doing a lot of good things out there. So thank you, Paul, for being on today. Thanks for having me, Kimberly. It was fun. Thank you for being a part of the Mind for Success podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to go check out a free training that I have at 4hourresults.live. It's a training that I have on how you can increase your sales, move yourself or your team into massive action, and break through the plateau of your growth. And again, that free training can be found at 4hourresults.live. I hope you found massive value in listening today. Please always leave your comments, feedback, or questions. We check them all, and I want you to go achieve massive success and make sure you join us again next week. Have an amazing day.